Hey there, Kraken fans. I hope you're feeling good. It's a game day. The Seattle Kraken got a win last time they hit the ice. And Ryan Donato is back in town. So many great things for us to celebrate. Plus, we've got some updates on what you can experience leading up to the Winter Classic. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring you your favorite team every single day. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked On Kraken. Want to let you know that today's episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to get started. And we'll go over some fanduel odds for you a little bit later in the show. But listen, first of all, I have to apologize for the YouTube viewers because apparently my squadcast crossover episode with Armando Velez. Uh, had some technical difficulties that I didn't even realize. So that show did not go up on YouTube. It will be up. So if you want to watch the rewinds, Armando, very well-versed in hockey. And uh, we had a great time. I believe our audio listeners, you should have gotten that show at the regular, regular scheduled program. Um, okay, so we won that game against the Panthers. Joey Decord gets his first ever NHL shutout. The chance of Joey in Climate Pledge Arena as the time is ticking down. Just soup to nuts. It felt like a, a good come and get your love kind of win for the Seattle Kraken. And not that we haven't experienced that this season, but it's been a really long time. As I talked about in that um, preview episode with Armando we were on an eight-game losing streak, and the whole premise behind that crossover episode was whose streak is going to continue, our losing streak or the Florida Panthers at the time were on a three-game win streak. I am very pleased to say that the Seattle Kraken came out victorious, not just did we end our streak and theirs, if we are being honest, but we got back to what made us successful. And I talked about this a little bit with Armando. So again, apologies if you're a YouTube viewer um, because you'll have to go back and watch it. I highly recommend you go back and watch it. But getting back to the forechecking, I, I talked about it with Armando. We've been hearing the players outline that a little bit more as something that they want to focus on, something that when they focus on, they play good hockey, and they have good results. Yesterday, we heard from uh, Devin Shore, and he was talking about 
how it can be really tough when you feel like you're doing the right things, but you're not getting the results. He said, of course, this is a results-driven business and that the Seattle Kraken were not getting results. And we've been talking about that here on the podcast. And it just seemed like it was a transition. We saw Pierre-Edouard Belmar score. Um, we saw Ellie Tolvanen score. Uh, Alex Wenberg on his bobblehead day. You're going to hear from Alex Wenberg later on today's show. Just felt good. Just a feel-good win. Um, lots to like. Lots to like. The kind of crack in hockey that we know is possible, but just honestly has been missing. It's been missing for far too long. So now the question becomes, and I'm going to go to the recap of this Florida Panthers game, so I have it up. But now the question for the Kraken becomes, can you replicate this? I think yes, but you have to put in the work. So here are some things that I really liked, numerically speaking, regarding the um, Kraken win against the Florida Panthers. And of course, we're going to go to um, what our friends over at NHL.com have on tap for. So our friend of the show, Allison Lucan, was between the benches for Tuesday's game. Uh, it, It seems like her and Nick are switching on and off. And so I'm not sure that we're going to see Allison uh, between the benches tonight, although I'm always here for it. I'm just always here for Allison Lucan analysis. And so her post-game instant analysis, a look by the numbers. Um, So, and again, if you listen to, if you heard the audio version of the crossover, you heard that Armando and I talking about how it was a pretty tight game when we played the Panthers in October. And that, by the numbers in Allison's post-game analysis, that fared true even in the shutout victory. This was a close one with Florida getting the slight edge in offensive creation with a 53.88% of all five-on-five shot attempts, the Kraken having, um, you know, sub-40% or sub-50% on that. And then the Panthers also had a 51.32% of all shot quality. So a slight edge on shot quality, which I think is interesting. Now here was the difference maker, and that was in high danger chances. The Kraken created 11 and allowed just six for the Panthers. Joey Decord had 43 unblocked shots sent his way and didn't let a single one through on the way to his first NHL Uh, his first shutout in his NHL career. When you look at quality start, was a quality start for Joey Dax, um, not a quality start on the, on the side of the Panthers Um, shot quality. We mentioned um, a little bit favored um, the Kraken 3.5 to a 1.3 rating on shot quality Um, shot attempts. Overall, we mentioned, favored the Panthers. Now here is another thing that I like five on five defense, the entry denial 39% for the Kraken 26% for the Panthers. And I do think that this is huge for the Seattle Kraken moving forward. I talk a lot about backdoor. I talk a lot about gap control. I talk a lot about kind of reaching instead of moving to go stick to stick uh, body to body, but entry denial 
um, I really am going to pay more attention to that stat as well as zone exits. So entry denial, 39% clip for the Kraken to 26% for the Panthers. Now the zone exit percentage was dang near tied, 78% for the Panthers, 77% for the Kraken. Puck battle win. This is where the Kraken have to get a little bit bigger and heavier. I actually just wrote a story about the Boston Bruins, and I uh, talked about Morgan Geeky in that um, in that article and how he's heavy. He's a, a workhorse, uh, Jim Montgomery said, a big workhorse in the middle of the ice. And we need a little bit more of that. The Panthers had that at a six. Well, I should say with puck battles, they were at a 67% clip and we had 33% of puck battle percentage. So that's something that I want to see an uptick for the power play. Neither team was able to convert on the power play. We only had one opportunity. We gave up three power play opportunities. You'll hear the quick clip from Wenberg. He was asked about the penalty kill in it's either the second or third question in the clip that I'm going to run a little bit later on the show. And then again, um, just goaltending is the next um, marker here. I like this. Yamamoto was the game's leader in individual shot quality and shots from the slot. Now I've been showing you heat maps. The Seattle Kraken not only are not really getting to that net front, but they're not doing much in the slot. A lot of it is being pushed out. They tend to favor that left side circle. So I, I like that stat, that stat right there. But I mentioned the goal scorers a little bit earlier. Belmar, uh, Yams, Devin Shore, that their line overall. And this is the stat that I want to read. And it was a big conversation after the game, even yesterday. The fourth line of Pierre Edward Belmar, Kyler Yamamoto, and Devin Shore didn't just get two goals. They were the most effective in terms of tilting the ice in this game. In six minutes, 24 seconds of play, they created 64.3% of all shot volume and a whopping 83.8% of all shot quality. So is is this the return of the fourth line just annihilating other teams? Question mark. Again, I never thought Devin Shore should have went back to Coachella Valley. I thought that was a questionable move. Um so I like that he's back. I like that we're seeing Pierre Edward Belmar find his footing a little bit um because he was kind of teetering for me in his overall effectiveness and efficiency. Um, but I, I like this mix of Yamamoto, Shore, and Belmar. And I like that if they're finding their groove, then it goes to what I've been talking about, about effectively what's usually our third line, although sometimes they roll out as our first line, which is that line centered by the amazing Yanni Gord, along with Bjorkstrand and, um, and Ellie Tolvanen that line doing some amazing work as well. And uh, so if those two lines can find good syncopation, and I know Nick Olchek talked about this a lot, that he talked about, you know, the fourth line is supposed to be a positive line. Let everything be a, a net gain. 
instead of losing traction when the fourth line hits. But when you can find a fourth line that also can be productive and put up numbers offensively, that's kind of what Nick Spiel was post-game. And I think there's something to that, but I think it's the same also for really our, our third and fourth line. Traditionally, again, that uh, Gord line is usually listed as our third line, maybe not always implemented in that way. But when we get those two lines, those are kind of our grinder lines. I think they have the most chemistry right now that should open things up for other players. And Dave Haxtell, he wasn't speaking specifically line to line about momentum. You know, he doesn't believe momentum carries from game to game, but maybe from line to line and from shift to shift. But, uh, and for those who are dying to know, he was wearing shorts after uh, morning skate for his morning skate um, media availability. Um, so yes, it was leg day. Legs were out <laughs> for Dave. Um, jokes aside, um, you know, he, he, he talked a little bit about that in respect to learning from the Panthers game and making things difficult for the opponent in very specific ways opens things up. And that's exactly what the Seattle Kraken have to do. And it's been our unassuming quote unquote bottom six forwards traditionally who have done that. And no one embodies what a quote-unquote bottom six for the Seattle Kraken has been more than this guy. If you're watching on YouTube, I've got my card, my Ryan Donato card. Ryan's coming back to uh, Climate Pledge Arena tonight. Will I be weeping? You will never know because I will not be on camera. Um, there might be some tears. There will be some cheers if Donnie Boy scores, which I always love. I'm always going to root for him. I wanted him to have a forever home with Seattle. Maybe he'll have a short little stint in Chicago and come back to us. I can, um, I can hope and manifest that. More to come regarding Donato's new team, whatever, the Chicago team. We'll talk about them, and then we'll end the show with a few updates on the Winter Classic, both the fan kind of fest area and the first episode of Road to the Winter Classic dropped, and I'm going to be speaking to Steve Mayer from the National Hockey League later this week to get an update on how the rest of that docuseries might go and what we can potentially expect um, when the NHL all converges to the Emerald City for the Winter Classic on January 1, 2024. All that and more coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Kraken podcast. As I mentioned earlier, today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder and we prepare for that icy winter classic game at T-Mobile Park, the NFL stays hot and the deals on FanDuel stay even hotter. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. You've got the money line. You've got the player props, spreads, all of that. Here's what the numbers are looking like against Chicago. That money line, again, $5 money line bet might yield 150 bucks. That's a, a minus 250 for Seattle coming into this game tonight, a plus 202 for Chicago. We've also got the under at 5.5 for Seattle, the over for 5.5 for Chicago. So those are just a few of the money lines and uh, the, the numbers over under that you can see at FanDuel. We want you to be able to take advantage of this offer. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and kick off the NFL season the right way by, of course, looking at the NHL odds. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football league thanks as always seattle kraken fans for making locked on kraken a part of your daily destination again erica l ayala here you'll see i have a new nameplate because i've been having a little bit of trouble with twitter slash x and um my account. So you can find me at my independent media company at Black Rosie Media. You can also find the show at Locked on Kraken. We are on X, Twitter, uh, Instagram, in theory, <laughs> and Facebook. Of course, uh, alongside YouTube, you can also look for the Sirius X. You can look for Locked on Kraken on the Sirius XSM app. All of that jazz. Okay, let's get to know our enemy. And for tonight, at least, that is Ryan Donato and the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, we um, we did not fare too well in Chicago against Chicago. And that was, that, that left me with a hurt heart space. That was a game where we did see a Ryan Donato goal, but we also saw Ryan Donato and Philip Grubauer chirping each other. I didn't like that at all. And then ultimately, it was a 4-3 win in favor of Chicago. And as much as I love Ryan Donato, I want good things for him. I mean, this is a, a cracking show, so we got to get the win. So that was on November 28th. We are riding a one-game win streak. We have never pulled together more than three games in this season, and I really want that to start on the back end of this road trip. So we've got Chicago, and then we have the LA Kings coming in to town over the weekend. That's a big one, a divisional rivalry. But first, we have to take care of business, if you will against this Chicago team. Um, so Chicago, um, you know, on the power play, they don't have a great power play. It's uh, 30th overall in the National Hockey League at 10%. We are 10.2 percentage points better on the power play than Chicago. So special teams, yeah, going to be looking to see if and how we can dominate that battle. We also see that the penalty kill, though, much better for Chicago. They're actually 24th overall in the league. We are 22nd. So we're kind of in, in reach right there. Um, 
I also want to look at the goals for the the Blackhawks are 31st in the league with 2.36 goals uh, goals for per game. We are at a 2.5729th overall. So at the bottom here, as far as high octane offense. That being said, you got to keep an eye on a leading scorer for Chicago, the one and only Connor Bedard. He's got 24 points. Um, and then for us, of course, that's Vince Dunn, 23 points. I talked about the power play and penalty kill. Now we're on a winning streak. Chicago has dropped their last two. So if you want to believe in that big M momentum, then there you go. This is the fifth of six consecutive games at CPA. I alluded to that. A victory tonight would mark the Kraken's fifth win against Chicago since the start of the 21-22 season. That would tie up with uh, Nashville for second most wins against a single opponent. And yeah, Chicago right now is a team that we can beat and that arguably we should be able to beat. They are... Um, Three, six, and zero oh in their last ten games. We're two, six, and two in our last ten games. Their away record four, eleven, and zero. Oh. Our home record though is five, eight, and two. So I want to be able to win where we can, and I do think we can expose their power play. Our penalty kill has been feeling and looking and doing pretty good, but. Don't take my word for it. Uh, we heard from Alex Wenberg earlier today. He had some things to say about the penalty kill. He had some things to say about going into tonight after the win against Florida. And he weighs in on a stat maybe you didn't know about bobblehead nights and Seattle Kraken wins. What I basically got from this is that we need to talk to all of the sponsors and make sure all home games are bobblehead nights. And then maybe we'll have a 500 or better record at CPA. But here's Wenny from Morning Skate. Well, you got one. Uh, where's the mindset have to be to uh, do it again here this evening? Well, just like you said, we've got to do it again. Uh, obviously, it's a great win, last one, but, I mean, it's just the one game. This is something we've got to build on, and, uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity right now, and we talk about it that uh, right now we just got to find something to build on, and, uh, I mean, we're looking forward to tonight. Everyone, like you said, it's a great game, last one, but everyone excited to try it again. No, I mean, right now I feel like uh, we're doing a lot of good things. Obviously, there's a lot of firepower that comes against you, but right now it feels like we, we try to give them the worst chance of the power play, and if uh, we need a block, need a save or something, and we you make those big plays. So, yeah, I mean, not really try to overthink it here. Just kind of like keep doing what we're doing and uh, just working the same way. Oh, it's just big nights, you know? You kind of have to. I actually have no answer to that one. I mean, it's obviously fun stats to hear about, but I don't know if it makes a difference or not. But, uh, yeah. What were your best remarks or best chirps uh, from the guys about the bobblehead? I didn't hear anything. Maybe I didn't. Maybe they're talking behind my back or something, but I just got positive things from it, so I keep it that way. Yeah, first time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Swedish, we don't, I don't think we're big into bobbleheads, so I asked around, is this a big thing? And everyone's like, yeah, it's huge. So, yeah, it's uh, it's big. But the best thing is that Rio loved uh, the bobblehead. So we have 20 at home right now he's playing with, so it's perfect. All right, so if you didn't get a bobblehead from Alex Wenberg bobblehead night, you might be able to fight Rio Wenberg for his uh, back order supply. 
Um, I mean, great stuff there from Alexander Wenberg saying it's just the one and they know they're going to have to put in the work to get more than one game in the win column. And again, we have not had longer than, I, don't, I honestly don't think we've had more than two back to back wins. I don't think we've strung together even a three game win streak. So, you know, I would love for us to sweep the remainder of the home schedule, but it goes back to some things that we're going to have to focus on. And we're going to spend the next portion of this episode of Locked on Kraken talking about the Winter Classic. So I'm going to give you my keys to the game. I'm going to give you what I want to see. I talked about it and I'm I'm a, I'm so gutted that I didn't realize that the video didn't post. But I talked about, you know, I like to do when I do squad cast, this team will win if. And I said the Seattle Kraken would win against Florida if they just had fun and they got back to fort checking. I said both of those things, fun and forechecking. I'm going to stick to that, fun and forechecking. Belmar was so hype after his goal. I mean, it, it just looked like everyone was having a good time. And it's been a while since we've seen that in-game action. And I liked that for us. I liked that for the Seattle Kraken. I want to see more of it against Chicago. Chicago's a young, scrappy, hungry, hungry team. They've got Mr. Sandpaper himself, Ryan Donato. Who I love how he plays, but I also really just liked seeing the energy that Chicago has. The last time they beat us that 4-3 game, the next day, the post-mortem, I was looking at the heat maps and I was looking at how much they pester in front of the opponent's net. And it's likely going to be Joey Decord. Philip Grubauer is week to week. We saw him in street clothes today at practice. So Joey Decord feeling good, building off of that momentum. Maybe not the yeeting of the fish, which wasn't so great, but he did get a shutout. It was a great game for him, a quality start, as we we talked about when I went over the post-game analytics with Allison Lucan. So there's a lot of good things to build off of and more so reinforcement of things that this team already knows they have to do, that this team knows that they can do, but that this team is not always the best at being consistent with. So I'm hoping that the good vibes are, are back at CPA tonight. I think everyone just needs to bring their bobbleheads along for the ride and uh, hopefully the Kraken can get this win over Chicago. But I do expect it's going to be a fast game. I do think that the skill, the overall skill of the Kraken should be enough to get the victory. But we will talk about that on tomorrow's episode. Later on today's episode of Locked on Kraken, let's talk about the road to the Winter Classic. Both the literal few days leading up to the, the Winter Classic, but also the docu-series and I'm expecting to have an interview for you with Steve Mayer, uh, the chief content officer, I believe, at the National Hockey League. Been on the show before to talk about the uh, Shane Wright draft. Um, but now we'll talk a little bit about uh, Riker Evans' debut made it into the road to the Winter Classic. Uh, so all that and more coming up in the next few in the next few episodes of Locked on Kraken.
Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at AG1. Now, I keep telling you, I love to try and set a morning routine. My schedule is is never routine, but the one thing that I can usually have a little bit more control over is my morning. And one thing that I love to do in the morning is get my body going with everything, almost everything that it needs to get off to a good start. You know, like warming up the engine before a cold day or whatever the case. And that's why I think you should give AG1 a try. If you're looking for a morning routine, something that's also going to help you get all of the really good nutrients that you need into your body, then AG1 is the way to go. It's super easy. Eight ounces of water, one scoop of AG1 out of the uh, of the tin, and you are good to go. You have over 75 high quality ingredients that will give you the daily nutrition, the daily nutrients and the support, energy, focus, strength, clarity that you need to get through your day. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of my favorite vitamin D. It's the little drop, the droplets and the travel packs. I love the travel packs. I need to re-up on my travel packs. So the vitamin D, one-year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs come with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash NHL network. That's drink a G the number one dot com backslash NHL network. Go check it out. All right, Seattle hockey fans, you know that we're just a couple of weeks away from the Seattle Kraken hosting the winter classic. That's our Winter Classic logo. I think it's doing the job. You know, not too bad. But we also have the road to the Winter Classic. Now, last night was the debut episode. So it says tonight, but that was actually yesterday. Uh, And you can watch it on TNT. You can stream it on Max. You can watch it on Sportsnet if you're in Canada. But Riker Evans... Uh, was there for that. So here's, I want to read this. This is from the release from the NHL, in case you missed it. Uh, Quote, the first episode sets the stage for the 2024 Discover NHL Winter Classic as the league's most recent franchise additions prepare to face off in the signature NHL event less than three weeks away. Kraken head coach Dave Haxtell and forward Yanni Gord strategize ways to win at home, while cameras follow an excited Riker Evans making his NHL debut as his family cheers from the stands. The reigning Stanley Cup champion, okay, nobody cares about them. I mean, maybe you do, but we're not going to talk about that on uh, on today's episode. But uh, I, I do, I do like 
these kind of docu-series. I think it's great for leagues to have their own original content. I also happen to love the, uh, you know, the last handful of Road to whatever, uh, Road to the Stanley Cup final, Road to the draft have included in some way the Seattle Kraken. So, you know, we just got to get some more wins and uh, then host more things like the Winter Classic and we'll be all over the interwebs. Uh, not the point, but, you know, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like we're really a part of the landscape. I mean, there's some cultural things about the NHL that we want Seattle to be far, far away from, but that's another story for another day. Okay, what do you need to know about the Fan Village? What's your road to the Winter Classic going to be like? Well, there is a free outdoor fan village. And, you know, you see these kind of activations at big events like this. The NHL no. And so the fan village will include, of course, the United by Hockey truck. You know, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to be in Seattle ahead of I will be at the Philly game, the game against Philly. So I'll be in town um, at least for that, which is on the 29th. So I'll be in town for that. Um, but then from... December 31st through um, January 1st, the the Lumen Field North parking lot, um, which I have actually been to trying to get into a OL rain game. And I feel like there's a secret little elevator that I always miss and I have to go the long way. Um, so I might need some locals to help me with directions. <laughs> but anyway, the Enterprise NHL Fan Village, there's going to be all kinds of activations, basically all sponsored fanatics, great clips. I don't know if you can get a free haircut. I might need a little trim. Um, Honda is going to be there. Jersey Mike sandwich sampling. You know, I read that one right away. Digital air hockey. I don't exactly know what that is. Like, I know what air hockey is, but if it's digital, does that mean it's not, I don't know. Digital air hockey, augmented reality, photo opportunities, sweepstakes, and more. That's Jersey Mike's. I've done an augmented reality photo op at uh, the NHL store in New York City, actually. I have a picture somewhere on my phone with uh, Philip Grubauer air quotes, because he wasn't really there. Very strange, but kind of fun. Um, New Amsterdam vodka, uh, Upper Deck. They're going to be giving away some Upper Deck e-packs. So that could be kind of cool. There's going to be an accuracy challenge brought to you by Verizon, Washington Lotto. Um, you can test your stick skills. So this is going to be cool. There's going to be a bunch of stuff to do. I always love going to these kind of events, catching up with folks. So I'm going to be in town as the um, schedule gets sorted out. I'll let you know when I'm going to be at Fan Fest. I'm definitely going to head over to Rough and Tumble. We're going to have some time at 32 Bar and Grill. So make sure that you are tapped in with the show, follow Black Rosie Media on all social media platforms, and especially on TikTok if you want to see some video content that I take as I'm walking around uh, Seattle. So it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. And as I mentioned, I read a little bit from Road to Winter Classic, aired technically yesterday in the States, available today. 
December 14th in um, Canada, but there's going to be several episodes and I'm going to speak to Steve Mayer. We also know that there will be some big wigs in Seattle coming up, I guess, this coming week. Um, you know, the, the ice truck, the ice is going to be placed. So the, on Monday, uh, there'll be opportunities for media to, to kind of get to see the, the process, but then also get to talk to people about the process of uh, putting the ice up. Um, let's see, um, Steve Mayer, who we're going to speak to, we're supposed to speak to Steve tomorrow. So it'll probably be either a weekend episode or for Monday, maybe both, but, um, he'll be available next week. So it, it's, it's really happening. Everyone. It's really, really happening. I'm so excited, um, that I get to cover this winter classic as a part of the Seattle Kraken media Corps. I should say, I'm assuming I get to cover it. I haven't officially gotten my credential, but they approved my hotel room in the media block. So I feel like that's a good sign. Imagine if I have a hotel room, uh, but not a credential, I guess we're just having a big party. It's going to be fine. Locked on Kraken is going to have everything that you need. And I will be in Seattle for an extended trip. So that means that we will have more um, interviews for you. I'm also going to catch up with the Mavericks again. This is a perfect opportunity for you to join the Locked on Kraken Insiders on subtext 918-731-3154. 918-731-3154. I am expecting to do and get our live stream or excuse me, our live chat for game day up and running today. I took a nice nap. I'll be up watching the game. I'll be watching Ryan Donato play his former team and hoping that the Kraken come away victorious. But that's our show today, folks. Um, I'm feeling better than I have about Kraken hockey in a long time. That being said, the work still, we still have to put in the work. The work has to be done but it just feels a little bit different from the last time that we broke uh, and we snapped a losing streak. It feels, it feels like we're, we're getting down to business. Maybe, maybe the uh, cameras for the road to winter classic has something to do with it. Maybe Riker Evans had something to do with it. I think there are a lot of different factors and we will push and pull and press buttons and talk about it right here on locked on Kraken. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other. Hold fast, stay true and loud and proud. We say tonight, let's go Kraken as we prepare to defend the deep against Chicago. If you're going to the game, be safe, have fun. Say hi to everyone on my behalf until I can get out there to Seattle myself. Uh, but enjoy your night and I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out, everybody.